Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Yeshayahu, Isaiah 47, and this is Saul Weiner, your host for the podcast. In chapter 46, in the last chapter that we studied, God differentiated between those people that had that were arrogant, that had faith in their own creations, faith in the gods of gold and silver, and that ultimately those gods would fail them in the end. And that only he, the true God, the creator of the world, the one who can be relied upon and can predict the future and can carry it out and will carry us from the beginning to the end, only he can carry the people um, and redeem them ultimately in the future redemption. One might then be tempted to ask the following question. What if you are one of those peoples who are being successful in this current world, pre-redemption world, the world of gold and silver, the world of power, the world where one worships the creations of his own hands, the world where the powerful nations are in charge? Well, what if you are that powerful nation? What if you are that king? Won't you look at God and say, what are you talking about? You're telling me that this is a failure? This isn't a failure. I have it great. This is awesome. Well, this is the question that God is about to address. He's going to turn to those people and tell them as follows. Let's do verse number one. The example that we had in the last chapter and the example that repeatedly of a nation of arrogance a nation that ruthlessly ruled over many other nations of the world was the nation of Babylon. And God is telling the Betulat, the young girl or the virgin of Babylon, sit down on the dirt, get off your throne, get off your big uh, ch- uh, chair that you use as you sit above all others. Shavila Aretz. Sit on the ground, say Your throne is no longer Batkastim, you daughter of the Chaldeans, which were a people um, closely allied with and um, with the Babylonians. Kiloto Sifi Anuga. You will no longer be able to call yourselves, and no one will be able to call you anymore. No one will call you anymore. These, the luxur- the one who lives in luxury, the soft and luxurious one. Because right now you may be living in that luxury, but that's not reliable. That's not the way of the world. That isn't how it works, God says. And you know that because you know that kingdoms come and go. And what's going to happen? You're going to take the rechaim, meaning the, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the mill, the grinder that grinds the wheat and grind up the wheat. This is something that the lowly peasants would have to do. But you as the queen, the princess, you know, referring to the royal classes, you think you're wealthy now, one day you're going to turn around and you're going to be the pauper. You're going to be the poor man grinding the wheat. Um, remove the veil that the, you know, you as the princess or the queen wears over. You're going to have to take it off and have your face burnt by the sun like everyone else. Chespi sovel. Um, um, take off the, the sovel is the, um, um, the, the train that, that flows, the, the long dress that flows behind the, 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 the princess. Um, you're going to have to take it down. Galishok, you're going to have to pull up your pants and your 
legs will be revealed. Irina Haro says you cross through rivers and wade across rivers in the mud like everyone else. Tigaler Vosech, your nakedness will be revealed. Kam Tira your embarrassment will be shown. You'll no longer be able to hide behind the veil of royalty. It doesn't work that way. Because I will take revenge. And I will not let anyone stop me, God says. In other words, this is the way of the world. You know this. You know that this is the way of the world. That just because you're sitting high and lofty now doesn't mean you're going to sit high and lofty tomorrow. So don't think that you're... The fact that you're being what appears to be successful now means that the way that you're following, the life that you're living, is a life of truth. It's simply a life that you're doing by getting by taking advantage of others unfairly. But go aleinu, our redeemer, say the people of Israel in verse four. Adonai Tzivaotimo, his name is the God of hosts, Kedosh Israel. He's the Holy One of Israel. He's the one who stays with us the whole time. Shividumam. So sit silent. God again turns towards the people of Babylon. Sit silent, sit quiet. If you remember back in 21, chapter 21, we mentioned this uh, in the last chapter as well, verse 11, which is really, Ishael is really referring back to what he said then when he said, Duma, the burden of Duma, the people who are quiet. Referring to the people of Edom. This was 21 verse 11. What is this? Uh, uh, um, the burden of the, 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 the one who, who guards us, God, Mami Laila, where is he in the darkness in the night? And remember, we saw before how we interpreted the terms of darkness referring to the questions, the questions, the mysteries of God. So you will sit quiet. You will keep going on in the darkness because you're not going to recognize the light. You're going to be feeling around in the dark. So go ahead, live that life. They will no longer call you the powerful the, of one of the kings, the, or Geveret, meaning in this case the, the wife or the mistress. The, the, of the kingdoms, the, the, the loftiest ones, but Kastim, because they were almost like a mistress to the Babylonians, which were the main kingdom, Kastim being the Chaldeans. But then, one may ask, well, what about the people of Israel? You're telling me, these are what the Babylonians, so to speak, are now going to say to God. Well, yes, it's true. We go up, we go down, we're powerful one day, we're not powerful the next day. But that happened to the Jewish people too. Supposedly you're telling me that you were with them all along. They also went up and down. They, they were in their own nation and now they're here in our nation suffering under the Babylonian uh, exile. And now we're, we're, we, we persecute them, say the Babylonians about the Jews. So are you that reliable? So God says, yes, it is true that I was angry at my nation. And I... Um, I gave my my people, I took the holiness the, uh, away, meaning I made them, I treated them as if they were defiled, my, my people. And I did, as a punishment, I gave them in your hands. But God says it wasn't me that made them suffer. It's you, you're the one that decided not to have mercy on them. Don't blame me for the suffering that you meted out upon the Jewish people. 
You are so cruel to them that you placed your yokes and made even elderly people work hard. This is something that you chose to do. You didn't have to treat them bad. You chose to do that. This is so basic, so basic. God says, yes, I stepped away, which was a punishment bad enough. But that doesn't mean that human beings have to choose to cause other people suffering. The suffering itself was still being caused by those people. But Tom remembers we had several times during when we had the um, earlier in Yeshayahu, uh, the, the um, Shirat HaKerem, the song of the vineyard, where God says, I removed the fence. But then it's the other, it's the nations of the world that decided to come and invade the vineyard. God's punishment was not meeting it out himself. God's punishment was removing the fence by not protect, by stepping away. But the actual punishment was made by those other, was perpetrated by those other people. and God says to Babylon, and you said, Le'olam givaret. You thought you're always going to be the masked mistress? You're always going to be the big one? To the extent that you didn't even think about what you were doing, you didn't think about the evil that you were perpetrating, you didn't even think about what the results were going to be, you didn't think that one day you might, you might have to answer for your deeds. And now, now that this is how you decided to behave, don't ask me, God says, well, you didn't keep take care of the Jewish people. Look, they're suffering, huh? What kind of a question is that? You're the one that's causing the suffering. Not me. That's what God says to the Babylonians. So now God says, Shemizos, listen to me. Listen up now. Adina Hayoshevet Lovetach. You a soft one. You think you're you you have confidence that you're gonna survive forever. the one you you're saying to yourself in your heart, Aniva Afsi Ode, that I am gonna last forever. Um uh, I will never be a widow and I will never be childless when we talk about a, a, a woman in, in this imagery uh, sitting as a widow in those days that meant a woman that lost the primary source of her support which was her husband a woman that has no children that means she's losing her future so when, this is a reference to the Babylonians thinking we will always have our source of support, which is our strength, our power, our gold, our silver, right? And they will always, we will always have a future by raising our children in this, and as 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 Babylonians that are the bosses over everyone else. But God says, no. These two things, your loss of support, you will be widowed. And your loss of a future, you will lose your children because I will exile your nation. They will come upon you completely, 100%, like Tom, like complete and total. With all of your magic. And all of your, your um, as the Torah says, using language, meaning uh, someone who casts spells. Right? You have all of these magicians and so on that you think are going to help you. They're not going to do squat. They're not going to do anything for you. They're not going to save you. Um, it's, um, if we look back, well, well let, me, let me read a little bit further. And you have, uh, you had, you have, um, 
you had faith in your evil. You thought that your strength, your wickedness, and your power over others was going to keep you going. And you said to yourself, no one's watching me. Nobody cares. And it was your wisdom, and this is wisdom in, in quotation marks, and your knowledge, these things, these magic things, all your ideas and stuff, you thought that this was going to save you. Right? These are actually the things that that turned you away, that led you in the wrong direction. And you said in your heart, it was that arrogance that you kept saying to your heart, oh, don't worry, I'm going to live forever, we're going to be fine. And it's going to come upon you, this evil, you will have no way to, Shachar here referring to um, uh, divining, or also another form of black magic. Batipol alayachova, and 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 disaster will fall upon you. Lo kapra, kind of disaster which you won't be able to buy your way out of, from the language of kofar. Fatavo alayach bitom and suddenly there will come upon you a shoah, which nowadays we translate as holocaust or ruin or just ultimate absolute destruction. Lo that you will have never seen before. You will have never known of such punishment. And you'll have no way of getting yourself out of it. This should remind us, and as this is the, the third time, I think, in this chapter alone that I'm referring back to ideas that Yishayahu referenced in other contexts in the first part of Yishayahu. Again, demonstrating unity of authorship. But let's go back to Perak Bays, uh, the second chapter, chapter Isaiah 2, verses 6 through 8, where Yishayahu brings out the same concept that when one... With the arrogance, with arrogance comes comes belief in in, in magic and 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 so on. Uh, chapter. I'm just reading where it says, "Ki notashta amcha beit Yaakov ki malu mikedem ve'onanim kaplishtem." You're full of all of these these uh, ideas of onanim, uh, also different kinds of, uh, of necromancy and 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 incantations. That you learn from outside, God criticizes. And you went ahead and um, and you replaced it with the idols of silver and so on. Again, we saw over there the connection between sorcery and magic and arrogance and, and worldly power. Um, as we continue here, um, Shayao continues to criticize this, this and he says, this is this is Shayao speaking in the name of God. Imdina, stand up, with all of your your spells and all of your magicians. Those things that you have been in your all of your history from the days of your in the history of Babylon, you've been busy with all of this stuff. Maybe you can use all that magic to help when God's justice comes. God's kind of joking here. Is it going to work for you? No, it's not going to work. It's not going to do anything. Rather, God says in the next verse 13, With all of your ideas and your silly magic, you're exhausted. You're useless. You're helpless. Will all of those, those stargazers that were predicting things with the star formations that looked into the stars and were saying what's going to happen every month 
They're going to tell you what's going to happen this month and that month and this day based on this star and that star. These people are now useless when God's wrath comes. These ideas, these silly ideas, these magical ideas are completely useless and meaningless now. you so useless, God says in verse 14, Their predictions are just like, are, are like straw that just get burnt up in fire. All of these silly magical ideas will not save their souls when the flames come. There, there, um, there's no, there, there's nothing left for them um, to warm their bread. No fire to be the warmth, but rather the fire of destruction is what they're going to have. All of those things that you busied yourself with, those things that you called wisdom, right? The, the languages that he used, the, the, um, all of that, God says in the last verse, those things that you wasted your time with have become to you like I just described, like that flame that just destroys you, like nothing. So, these are the things that you did busied yourself in business from the time you were young. Each person has wandered off, lost, ta'u, lost, lost, lost on a path, in his own path. Each person wandering off in a different direction. Ein Moshiach, and there's no one here to save you. This is God's answer to the people. Um, of, of Babylon who think that because they're rich, wealthy, and powerful now and they have all of these um, magical ideas and notions that they're somehow going to save themselves. Thank you for paying attention to Yeshayahu chapter 47. Looking forward to studying chapter 48 together.